Hello and welcome to this week's show on the Green Wisdom Health Show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are here to bring you exciting information about autoimmune problems. Today's show is called Possible Symptoms of Autoimmune Disease based on the rest of our show from last week about thyroid problems. So we're going to speak a little bit about thyroid problems turning into autoimmune things. We're also going to talk about some other autoimmune issues and the possible signs and symptoms that you're headed towards autoimmune disease. So with that getting started, we've got a ton of questions at the end again. Thank you so much for writing in to us and uh, giving us those. We'll try our best to, well, Dr. Lewis will try his best to answer them. And uh, we'll see if we can inform you and get you a little more educated because you guys out there are learning so much. Y'all are coming back and quoting us things we've taught you, and we're just so proud of our students here. So, uh, Dr. Lewis, can you tell us a little bit about autoimmune issues and why they are so prevalent in this day and time? It seems everyone has one. Uh, yeah, I can ramble on that for quite a while. You know, one of the things I'd like to say, though, <clears throat> yes, you've learned a lot, but it's not what you know, it's what you do. What you do is by far more important. I'd rather have a not very uh, well-educated patient that just follows instructions because they always get better results. Uh, and speaking of that, I don't, I'll let you get back to that. Mm-hmm. I, you're talking about a patient, patients that get good results doing what you do. We had a lady that came in for, um, you know, we run low-cost lab work here for those people that don't know what we do. And then in, in about three months, we run it again just to see how things are coming along and what we change with the products. Uh, well, our last patient of the evening walked in our store last night, and I said, your lab results just came back, and I just need to compare them again. She she had run her lab, I think it was about four months ago, first lab. Looked pretty bad, high risk of heart attack and a whole bunch of other flags on the lab, and it really scared her pretty pretty bad, and she was so diligent in keeping up with the program we gave her. I mean, you saw her like clockwork. She never ran out of any of the products. She never said, hey, how about I take one of these off and just get these few. She did everything we told her to do. And um, when I showed her her lab last night, just briefly, I said, oh, by the way, your chance of heart attack and stroke that was currently high is now in the in the low range, non-existent. Um, all your digestive issues are, are, are corrected. All the flags that were on there were totally gone. Her immune system was way better. And she started crying. And I said, did I do something wrong? And she said, no. She said, I needed to hear this so bad. She said, I cannot believe that in a few short months that you have totally reversed all of this. She said, I had another functional medicine doctor that I was with for over a year, and he tried and tried to get my heart risk down, and he could never do it. And uh, I said, well, you know, it wasn't us that was doing it. Yes, it was our knowledge, but it was her participation in it. Like Dr. Lewis said, she totally trusted what we told her to do, and she did the work. And um, that it made me cry. We were all up there, all crying for different reasons. So I just wanted to pass that along. You're absolutely right. Yeah, and and you know the other functional medicine doctors are very good, very confident. But uh, you know they were also playing with hormone replacement therapy. And I tell people, I say, you know, go to your MD or DO for that if you want that. And and there's a caveat for everything. Uh, there's there's certain risk no matter what you do. So, you know, 
I, I tell people all the time, this is not uh, alternative to good medical care, but it's certainly very, very complementary. So autoimmune diseases, uh, you know, some people just figure out, oh, well, if I just remove this, everything goes away. It's like, yeah, well, that's just part of the plan. Some some people's call it the four R's. And you got to remove the toxins, the organisms, or the harmful foods. Um, there's essential oils that can actually help with that to help uh, kill some of the noxious bacteria in the uh, in the gums and down into the GI tract. We use some of those: uh, caprylic acid, uva ursi, uh, help fight yeast. And most of us have too much of that going on. The reason is is because we have a society that has uh, the farmers have been compensated for growing corn and soybean, and then they're genetically modified. That's not necessarily a good thing. Then, then we have food that has uh, antibiotics in it, sometimes growth hormones. The antibiotics in our food and just the pesticides can just cause all kinds of problems with the microbiome of the gut, which that's where the immune system uh, resides for the most part. So, you know, remove the toxins or organisms, you know, find out, you know, what that is. There's, it's usually just dairy and wheat. <clears throat> Excuse me, I keep having this bronchitis stuff, but it's not nearly as bad as it used to be. Dairy and wheat's the top two. Chocolate comes in usually in third place, which bothers me a lot, but the dark chocolate's not nearly as offensive. Coffee's in there. It can be nuts or citrus fruits, uh, oats. And people say, but you, Doc, you talk about it going gluten-free, but oats don't have gluten in it. Well, what if it's grown in the field where they used to grow wheat? So gluten can be a big problem. And, you know, it, it depends on the condition. For, you know, for example, like migraines, it's usually wheat 78% of the time. Then in oranges and eggs come in second and third. But for colitis or IBS, it's dairy, wheat, chocolate, coffee, it's different things. But dairy... And, and I'm not against dairy if it's uh, raw milk and still has good bacteria in it. But going gluten-free has is, is made a big difference for many people. But, you know, depending on the condition, say if you have psoriasis, the first thing I would suspect is a nightshade sensitivity. Uh, pepper, cloves, nutmeg. Um, sometimes the nuts... I uh, can do that. Sometimes the artificial flavorings. There's so many possibilities that it's hard to figure this out. So, you know, that's why I tell people, yeah, I try the most common ones, but more importantly, uh, let's go to re-inoculating the guts with the good bacteria. That's very, very important. But that's not even going to work unless you replace the digestive enzymes because digestive enzymes have an immune-boosting effect that's actually, it maximizes itself when the blood is alkalinized. But that's kind of an oversimplification. You well, know, isn't it true, you know, the autoimmune things, haven't, hasn't there been a rise in it that er, there's a lot of people getting it and it uh, has something to do with losing some of the bacteria and the colon that should be there that's not anymore? I think it's worse than it was five or ten years ago, or maybe God just sends us more people because we're a little bit more intelligent or better educated 
uh, than we used to be. So, yes, I think it's more common, but at least more and more people with autoimmune things are coming to us. And, you know, I'm a chiropractor. I tell people, well, I don't treat it unless it's uh, connected to the musculoskeletal system. But, you know, if the cells are going bad, you've got metabolic syndrome or diabetes or whatever. If it's adversely affecting those cells, it's adversely affecting the cells that uh, come. Well, the muscles and the skeletal system. So it, it, if you fix one, you fix the other. The main thing is use the power in the body to do that. And so, yeah, I, I think it's the lack of bacteria. And I take several different types of probiotics. I think it's very important. And I've said this for years, but that people have over-sanitized. The biggest um, ingredient in the hand sanitizer is paranoia. I don't do that, and there's nothing wrong with good bacteria that come out of the soil. I don't wash the heck out of my organic carrots. You know, I rinse them. There's studies that say kids that have dogs and cats have greatly reduced allergies because their body has been exposed to dirt. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and, and there are good bacteria in the soil unless the crops are grown unconventionally, you know, farmed. Uh, you know, because it has the NPK, it has the glyphosate, etc. Go to your local organic farmer. I promise you it's worth the little bit of bonus that they charge extra for that. Sometimes it doesn't even cost extra, but it's really worth it. Well, in the olden days, didn't a lot of the people eat dirt like, you know, during the time of Hippocrates and all that? Didn't they <laughs> actually eat dirt? I mean, I know and now we have, you know fat dirt but um if it was organic dirt that they, they, they tried to get a little bit of dirt on their food just so they'd be healthier which I was, you know that's that's funny but even when i was a relatively young kid working on a cattle ranch uh i would see people that would come and dig up a certain clay off of this ranch and so yeah eating dirt's not that uncommon uh, you know washing your hands is good you know we're in the cold flu season so to speak but yeah, wash your hands, but uh, we overwash. We do too much, and that's very, very well documented, too. So, you know, once you remove the toxins, then you replace the digestive enzymes. We have many, many different types. Uh, we try to stick with one or two choices, but sometimes it has to branch out and, you know, be a little more specialized for certain people. Um, I take a lot of quercetin bromelain because it has a digestive enzyme effect. People that say, oh, I have brain fog, that's that's a real common term that we hear many, many times every day. And that can be from these autoimmune diseases, whether it's your thyroid or something else. That's usually because you have the yeast overgrowth that produces something called thiaminase, steals your thiamine, which is B1. You get stress, anxiety, depression, brain fog, lethargy. And um, I say, well, we just put you on benfotamine, and people in two or three weeks, oh, my God, my brain fog's gone. My husband thinks I'm easier to live with. Um, God, where'd that come from? I apologize, son. So digestive enzymes are very, very important. I was going to say you're going to start choking over there because you're saying bad things. So. Uh, <laughs> and, and most people have low hydrochloric acid. Even though you think you have acid reflux, it's usually because it's it's too low. And, you know, the thing about low hydrochloric acid, it's such an important part of your digestion 
that it's also a part of your liver detoxification, methylation, that's using the B vitamins, which is usually not enough in your food. Uh, methylation or using your B vitamins reduces something called homocysteine, which if you have uh, genetically or whatever, or, uh, increased risk of cardiovascular problems, it, homocysteine could be part of that equation. And the homocysteine gets to be very, very toxic. And I got that information out of something called Journal of Atherosclerosis and Thrombosis. Yeah, I read a lot of research. Uh, so when you have your food that's uh, better digested, which depends on these enzymes, it has less of an immunologic, immunogenetic eff- uh, effect by the time it reaches the intestines, so the body doesn't have uh, the tendency to make the antibodies for that, so it's less likely to be attacked by foreign substance. And that's one of the places where they say this Hashimoto's comes from. They say it's gluten, and that's a theory. I don't think that's totally correct, but I think that is certainly a good theory. So getting rid of gluten is a good thing because you're getting rid of the grain, And the grain is one of the most heavily pesticide-laden crops that we have. And Hashimoto's, for those of you that are not familiar with that term, that's an underactive thyroid, or there's also Graves' disease, which is um, another autoimmune problem that's an overactive thyroid. And signs of that will be fatigue or hyperactivity. You could have weight gain or loss, just generally feeling like you don't have any energy, or you have a lot of anxiety. And so if you've never been tested for that, um, which a lot of people have not, believe it or not, and we find it many, many times on their lab uh, because we suspect it a lot on, on lab when it starts uh, fluctuating a whole lot on yeah. their TSH. So um, for those of you out there that are on medications for your thyroid and like they can never get it right because it's either too much or not enough and they keep adjusting it you need to suspect that you might have an autoimmune issue in your thyroid and have them add a test on called a tpo which is a thyroid antibody test to see if you test positive for an autoimmune issue then the other part of that is what do you do with it whenever you do find out it's an autoimmune issue which i think is a big reason why a lot of the doctors don't run it because they don't really have anything to regulate it And um, they'll tell you in natural medicine that we don't either, and we don't treat autoimmune diseases or anything like that, but we stabilize the immune system so that the, the inflammation will go back down and make the thyroid look accurate and really treat the thyroid based on what is wrong with it, not that autoimmune disease being flared up. Yeah, we don't treat diseases, but we can throw in the right kind of nutrition to allow your body to do that. So here's a nice little Hashimoto story. There's this preacher that comes in here and love him dearly and wonderful man. And he says, well, Google said this. My other doctor said this. And somebody out of my congregation said this. And I looked at him and said, I good Lord, just throw it in. Ask God to direct it and bless it. And, you know, I'm a little bit blunt uh, and he totally reversed his on his TPO, went totally negative after a few months of eating correctly and following my advice. And I said, you know, you're the first one I've ever seen totally reverse it. And uh, he said, well, you're the one that challenged my faith. And I said, well, I didn't mean to be offensive. He said, you weren't offensive. You you 
challenged me to follow directions. And we don't always get it right either, but you have to follow instructions. Again, it's not your knowledge, it's what you're doing. Faith without works is dead. Works means action. And so, uh, so you know, we've talked about removing the toxin or organisms, the harmful foods. We've talked about replacing digestive enzymes, which is critical, critical, critical. Now, I think we should talk about re-inoculating friendly organisms or probiotics, probiotics, probiotics. Why do you have to keep taking probiotics? They should colonize in the guts. Yeah, they should. But you've got an onslaught every day of chemicals that act like estrogen. You've got an onslaught of things, uh, antibiotics in your food. I've been in chicken farms, folks. If you ever walk through a chicken house, you'd be very reluctant to eat them nasty things uh, the way they're raised and you know we try to source our food as locally as possible from people that do it correctly and thank goodness we have a lot of those options here in east texas and it helps you can tell a difference so lack of probiotics can trigger intestinal inflammation that's very important to understand that And even though E. coli is a bad thing, it also can actually protect you against salmonella infections. But that's actually uh, uh, where the autoimmune issue starts is in the gut, right? Is that why you're re-inoculating the gut with good bacteria? Absolutely. And and here's the thing. You know, you want to always get a couple of good uh, opinions. You know, on one hand, on this Hashimoto's, they say, oh, never, never, never give anybody with Hashimoto's iodine because it's like throwing gasoline on the fire. Then you have other so-called experts that says, oh, no, you can give them, and I've said this before, 50 to 75 milligrams of iodine. Well, what that really does, it taking a megadose of iodine actually just shuts down the production of the TPO and inhibits thyroid hormone formation to start with. I think less is better. We do have a little bit in our favorite multivitamin. We have a little bit in our thyroid essentials. I've never seen anybody that had Hashimoto's have trouble with that, but uh, we're pretty careful about it. There are people that do have iodine allergies. It's rare, but I've seen it. So one of the things that we're super-duper excited about, you like that good term, super-duper, We talk about the gut, the GI system, and the immune system. The immune system, for the most part, lies in the GI tract. And we have a brand-new product. Uh, One of them is Cat's Claw. And we we, we did the Cat's Claw, and we have the type that's AC11, if you want to Google it. That means it's about 90% effective where most people do just do cat's claw and they're getting about 10 percent efficacy this is the big dog research stuff the one that's absorbable ac11 cat's claw but guess what we've got a rabinogalactin put in with it so sometimes when you have two ingredients one plus one synergistically equals three or four Arabinogalactin is a super-duper, I love that term, uh, immune stimulator, but people that have an autoimmune disease, it doesn't overstimulate. And arabinogalactin is an incredible, it's it's a fiber, it's a prebiotic, given the probiotics of a really good place to live. 
while it's helping your body fix its own immune system. So it's called GI immune. And I have trouble swallowing stuff, so I just chew them up. They taste just fine. It's it's not a big deal. And, you know, I, I live this stuff, folks. This is good, good, good stuff. I love it. Awesome. Okay, and I want to make sure we get to some of these questions. Some of them were from uh, a week or two ago. I apologize for the delay. We're, we're getting so many. We're having a hard time getting to them every week. but keep, we have Keep them coming. Yes, we have um, some that are related to this show about thyroid. So um, the first one here is, what does it mean? It's from uh, Tony. 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 What does it mean when you're told you have a cold thyroid? I would guess it means hypo, and the thyroid means it, it's hypo means it's not working as good as it should. That does take time to fix because it takes time to get your body to where it can detox the chloride and the bromine and the fluoride. Fluoride's a pretty nasty thing. I started to do a show on that, and I thought, no, that'd be kind of negative, but stay the hell away from fluoride, and that means your toothpaste, too, because that alters uh, the thyroid's ability to use iodine. So it's an underactive thyroid then. Yeah, yeah. So you got to go into the detox. You got to go into the uh, enhancing the immune system. Underactive. Cool. Okay. Thank you for that question. And Tara had a question about are ketogenic diets or just low carb okay for people who have thyroid problems? I think it's even better because most of the ketogenic diets, you know, have you get away from the grains that can, you know, cause problems in the first place. Okay. Uh, hey, hey y- y'all gone wildly primal and friend, Tara. She is a health coach, and she's absolutely brilliant about the foods you should eat and shouldn't eat. Wildly primal. And she's, she's beautiful. Abs- She's yeah. a really pretty, pretty If I lady. was that pretty, I'd be more popular. But uh, she's pretty because she follows her own instructions. Exactly. Uh, Leah has uh, says her thyroid problems began after having lithotripsy. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Several times over several years. She wants to know if that could have damaged her adrenal glands and contributed to hypothyroidism. And if so, what can she do to heal her adrenals? I don't really know. I, I think the uh, doctors that do that procedure should, you know, you probably should ask them. I, I, you know, I guess if you can put that radio waves in and destroy kidney stones, I, I guess it's certainly possible it could destroy other things, although they're good at targeting these things. So the real question is, I don't know, but can you fix adrenals slash thyroid because they you know, work? to support each other that's why if one goes down the other one eventually will yes we've got stuff that allow your body to fix that we're about to go on another big experiment on adrenal thyroid pineal hypothalamus so we're we're about to experiment we're we're always experimenting trying to get the best of the best for the best price well obviously it works because on lab it's making a huge difference on many yeah it is okay then claudia has a question about the connection between what is the connection between thyroid and cholesterol? That's a good question. Normally, if the thyroid is hypo or not working as hot as it should, um, people's cholesterol will go crazy. And you know, I'm not a big fan of worrying about cholesterol. Uh, there are certain ratios you need to, you know, be considered of. You know, your triglycerides, your LDLs, and non-HDLs. But uh, 
And hormones can affect more of the LDL cholesterol, so not just thyroid, but the other hormones as well, correct? Yeah, it's really a complicated thing. I tell people if you have horrible cholesterol, it could be your thyroid, your liver, or your GI tract, but the thyroid has so much influence there. You know, we're really, we we check the thyroid pretty thoroughly, but yes, there's a huge relationship between the two. Very good. And then Crystal wants to know, how do you recognize thyroid dysfunction? And maybe we've named off a few of those things today, just, uh, you know, fatigue and weight gain or Dry loss. skin. Yeah. Uh, just being brit- tired. Brittle hair. Anxiety. Uh, your husband ain't attractive anymore. You know, that kind of deal. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Which means depleted sex drive. Uh, we do it on lab. Well, that was her question. What lab test or blood work is suggested to determine if the thyroid is to blame for the following? Oh, she gave us a list. Okay. Acne on the face and neck. Could be. High metabolism, not able to fight off germs and sickness, fatigue, anxiety, and sweating in the night at age 36. See, some of that sounds like it's hypo. Some of it sounds like it could be hyper. But here's the problem with all these lists. It may be a thyroid, it may be, you know, a dozen other things. So you have to be careful uh, about what you conclude from that list. Well, when you're saying what lab test or blood work, that's where our low-cost lab work would come in and, and, and pretty much hit every bit of this telling you where it's all coming from. Right. Um, you know, generally, if you're new to the show at your doctor's office, you may be getting one to three panels of lab, and that's based on them having their hands tied and the insurance company's allowance of what they'll run uh, through us. We do not do insurance, but we're able to run at least 12 panels. And with what, with Crystal, with what you have going on, I tell you, probably add the hormones in as well so that's 16 lab panels but you would get the five parts of the thyroid we commonly test for it might be a good idea just to go ahead and add the tpo it's under 40 dollars to add the tpo right it's a great idea and you can do that on our website at greenwisdomhealth.com fill out a health survey it will actually show you if you'll put in these uh, issues it will tell you which lab panel to pick and um, then you just go through the process of checking out, and you can have that drawn anywhere in the United States. That uh, If you do the panel that's suggested, it's one of the GWH panels. It comes with Dr. Lewis's consultation. He will go over all that with you, a 30-minute consultation. It comes with a functional uh, report, functional chemistry report, where it actually explains to you in detail in green, red, and yellow, all the good and bad so it's not just us telling you that, and it also comes with a supplement recommendation sheet so you're not guessing at where to start because so many of these things, if you were to work on just one of them, you're probably missing the bigger underlying root of the problem, and that's the that's the big deal with the blood. You know, we could tell you things to take, but in all honesty, it's almost never complete because we can't see what's happening without the lab. Yeah. So that is super important to do. So thank you for that question. That That is really good. Um, I do want to mention on, um, we had a, a lady come in here the other day. Her name is Ola, and she is a doll. She's been with us a long time, and uh, she'd taken off about two or three months because her brother had been sick from the products. And she'd come in, and she said, I need to get started again. Everybody tells me I'm a grouch. She said, my six-year-old grandbaby that I watched said, 
Grandma, you're mean. And she said, so I'm back in here getting the products. And she said, and you need to tell me why my eyes are turning black underneath. Um, they were really dark. And I said, well, you always have to suspect kidneys because uh, kidneys, when they're not very happy, that's one of the things is that'll happen is your eyes will turn black underneath. And yeah, the people that look like a raccoon. Right. And um, Sorry, that was not nice, was it? Well, we I kept talking to her, and, and, and as we got into the conversation, I realized she was, because in her hurried state of stress, she was doing this protein drink that she'd picked up at the local health food store, just trying to have something to keep her going while she was taking care of her brother. And she started, t- we, the more we talked, the more we realized that protein drink. She said, you know, I, I'm not going to the bathroom right since I started that. And ever since I have started that, my eyes have been getting darker and darker. Well, this particular lady has a blood sugar problem. She's uh, she's a diabetic, and and the protein was extremely hard on her kidneys. And that we figured at that point that was what was wrong. Well, we are so proud to tell you that we have a new protein in here that is safe for diabetics. It's keto friendly. It's vegan friendly. It's zero net carbs. Zero net carbs. It is totally organic. It is harvested in the United States. Yeah. And it is a pea protein. It is uh, so it's a plant based protein powder. It actually has prebiotics in it, and it actually has fiber in it. A lot. And I and people that have started that have all said, oh, my gosh, I, it's make, helping me go to the bathroom better. No one's had a protein drink that I know of that says, oh, that just helped me so much in cleansing. I went to the bathroom not very long after that. They say it's fluffy, not stuffy, and that used to be a candy bar commercial. But they're saying, no, their bowel movements are much better, easier, cleaner. And so that's because of the fiber in this. And it cost about half as much as everything else on the market. Which was what we were super excited about. Uh, It has seven of the nine essential amino acids in it, as well as 3.7 grams of naturally occurring branched chain amino acids. Uh, We named it the perfect plant protein because it really is it tastes great i'm about getting ready to get it in chocolate as well right now we have it in vanilla um but you guys should really try this if you're looking for a, a something to fill in especially people with blood sugar issues as well but again our show is running out of time here and i don't know how it goes by so quickly we really do appreciate all your questions please keep them coming we'll get to the rest of these the next show if you're wondering how to submit those do it on our shooting straight with dr lewis facebook group page he takes them through there you can also go on our website under our podcast tab we have a form there now that you can fill out and submit them there and you may be featured on our next show we hope you've learned something today we hope that we have offered you a little bit of hope and health and some light and realize that you can have a life worth living and we'll be here next week on the green wisdom health show once again our show has come to an end but your hope and your health is only beginning If you or a loved one are in need of a different outcome and are waiting for a brighter future, take the first step and go to our website and fill out the health survey. Please don't keep us a secret. If you know someone that could benefit from this podcast, please share this show with your friends and family. You're only one step away from a life worth living.